Hello folks, uh, Sean Mice here and let's go ahead and get started. Today I am going to teach on delivering your coaching program. And of course in the earlier training uh, I taught, the last training I taught how to structure your coaching program. And I'll be honest with you, I, I seriously considered making one training with all of this information. And I, I, I felt like for reasons of clarity, we'd be better off separating them. So in the last training, um, I taught on how to structure your coaching program. So we talked about having uh, three core uh, methods of delivering your coaching program or three core areas or, or methods through which you would deliver. And so one of those is the core material. And so that could be written material, it could be audio material, it could be video material, and you generally choose one. Um, the next core method of getting the coaching delivered is an interactive element. In my opinion, that's really what makes coaching coaching, is interaction. And so that could be delivered, we talked about a number of different ways, that could be delivered through email or blog or forums or telephone, one-on-one, -on -one, group, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? And and the third piece we talked about was adding an accountability element. And uh, whether that's weekly or monthly or daily or that's email or telephone calls or uh, PDF or word processing documents. So that's your structure, and we talked a lot about how we would put that together. So I won't rehash all of that information today. What I'm going to do now is, is, is kind of go through the process of how you would actually deliver that coaching. How would you deliver that? Now, I'm, I'm going to basically show you as I as I show you how to deliver this. I'm going to show you how I primarily deliver my set of coaching, okay, or my coaching uh, uh, program the way I normally would deliver it, and that that's normally with audio, uh, and that's with email uh, email access or and or the telephone access and uh, accountability via emails. However, you can deliver it any way that you want to, and I will allude to how you can do that. So, for example, if I, you know, we're talking about the process here of creating an audio, and the process of creating a video would be very, very, very similar, except they can see you instead of just hear you. You know, same thing with delivering accountability. I, I may refer to a daily email. You can have a weekly email, and the instructions for delivering that really aren't any different. Okay, but I don't want to cumber. I don't. I, I don't want to weight this training down by by uh, constantly referring to all of the different possible ways that you could do this. I've already done that in the structuring, the coaching. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to start with a a, a sample coaching uh, time frame of 13 weeks. You can do a six-week coaching program. You can do a six-month coaching program. You can do a 12-month coaching program. Um, when I was actively coaching, I liked a 13-week coaching program. I find that, that that was long enough for people to really get the results that they need, but it wasn't so long that, you know, they began to really get bored with, with working. Okay? And, and a lot of people will do a six-month training program for the same reason. And a lot of it depends on how much information that you have. A year-long coaching program is fine. You make sure that you, obviously, with a year-long coaching program, you're probably more actively involved with these people, okay? But, you know, it's very difficult to do, let's say, a one-year coaching program when you're just sending lessons out and there's not a lot of interactivity. 
because people get involved, they're excited the first month or two, but a month eight, nine, or ten, they, they, a lot of times people lose sight of what their goals are. Of course, that's where you come in as a coach. So for this sample uh, delivery, we're going to talk about a 13-week program, not because it's the best, simply because it's, well, it's what I use, so it makes it really easy to talk about, okay, but primarily because um, it's something that, that obviously that you can, can duplicate, but we have to have something here to hang our hat on, and so we'll call it 13 weeks. The very first thing I do when I put together a coaching program, people sign up. When they sign up for the coaching program, the very first thing that I do is I create an autoresponder list or account where I can communicate with them. Okay, now, obviously, if somebody sends me a personal email, I'm going to hit reply and send them a personal email back if they're in a coaching program that includes unlimited email access or e email access, okay? which I, I think with most of the time you give people that kind of access, whether it's email or you give them some other way that they can communicate with you. And so if somebody sends me an email, <laughs> I'm going to write them back. Okay. Now, however, having said that, if I'm going to send out, let's say I put 25 people in a coaching program and I create a new document that I want to send out to everybody, I don't want to manually send it out to the 25 people. I want to be able to put it into an autoresponder and send it to everybody. And so that's why I create an autoresponder list or account for each coaching program if, that I have. Okay. So that way, when I want to send something out, then I can. Okay. Now, two things about setting up this autoresponder. When you set up this list and you, when you initially deliver your coaching program, obviously it's live. And so let's say on day 13, you decide, okay, I'm going to send out this particular thing. I've created it and everybody's going to get it. You may send it out manually as a broadcast. However, if you want to go deliver this exact coaching program in the future, exact training, but it, instead of delivering it live, they're getting the recorded version. The easiest way to set this up is set up all the emails that go out to people, put them in your follow-up email campaign. So instead of manually doing a broadcast email, instead just put it into the follow-up campaign. And, you know, let's say, just an example, we're on day 10, and we want to send out something to everybody. Everybody should be on day 10. And so when you hit, you, you put that into your follow-up campaign, all your existing clients are going to get it. What's, what's beautiful about putting it into a follow-up campaign is if six months down the road you decide to enroll another 25 clients, you don't have to rewrite your email campaign. You just put these people into the email campaign 10 days afterwards, they're going to get the day 10 email. You can do that with all of the lessons. Let's say there's 13 lessons. Let's say that you delivered those live the first time around. As long as you put them in your follow-up campaign, week one, they get this lesson. Week two, they get this lesson. You can resell this exact same coaching program, just not live, the second time around. They get the exact same material. In fact, for many people, they like it even better because they don't have to show up you know, at a certain time to get the material. You're going to record everything that you do. Whether, whether you do audio or video, you're able to do that. So the very first thing I do is I set up that email, that autoresponder. Once I've done that, I'm going to send an email out to everybody that says, hey, I'm in the process of preparing the first lesson for you, and I, I, but what I want to know is what are your three biggest goals that you want to accomplish in this 13-week training program. Okay? We already know that they signed up because they want the general topic, but just because you have 25 bullet points on your sales page doesn't mean that 
everybody needs all 25. Now, because you put the 25, you're going to cover them in your program. But let's just say that you send this email out and almost everybody really needs an emphasis on, let's say, three very specific bullet points. You're probably going to spend more time on those bullet points that everybody's saying, hey, I really need help with, than you are on some of the other bullet points. doesn't mean you're not going to spend time on them. Hey, that's what you said was in the program. But you really want to customize your program to your, to your clients. And the easiest way to do that is to send that email out that says something along the lines of, what is it you want to work on? Now, I would customize that email to your coaching program. But what I would normally do is I would write this email. It would be sort of an introductory email. It would say, hey, you know, glad to have you in the coaching program. You know, we're going to cover some great things over the course of the next 13 weeks. And, uh, you know, before I begin, you know, putting all these lessons together, um, I'd really like to get a feel for where you're, you are at and how I can really customize this coaching program for you. Okay, so here's a side note. You'll notice, if you're hearing me, that I don't create the lessons before I get the clients into the program. I don't even outline the lessons. Now, I may have an idea what's going to go in them. I may even take out a piece of paper and write out 13 lessons and say, hey, this is what I'd like to teach. But I don't do a lot of preparation on it until everybody signed up, or almost everybody. Why? Because I find I can best deliver coaching when I deliver what people want, and until they sign up, I don't know what they want. Okay? And so I, I do what I call sell it before I deliver it. I mean, you, you can't really do that with a, a PDF training or a recorded training where people are buying, say, three hours of training. You really need to create that first from an ethical perspective. You need to create it and sell it. And, but with coaching, it's different because with coaching, it really is designed to be something that meets people's needs. Well, you know, and, until someone enrolls, you don't know what their needs are, you can't really create the, the lesson. It just It's the same thing as if you go to a doctor. You know, they can't have the prescriptions pre-written out for people that come in with different ailments. You know, you're going to come in, they're going to investigate what's wrong with you, and they're going to say, okay, here is the prescription. They do it on an individualized basis. Well, coaching is designed to be that way. Even if there's 25 people in the coaching program, you're still going to do your best to, to, to customize it to everybody's needs in the program. So you send out an email along those lines. Now, what I like to do in that email, and again, you, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that you can just ask them a couple of quick questions, whether they really want to get out of the program, help you figure out what to do. I like to dig deeper. I like to find out where they're at right now. Okay, so obviously in my case, I'm, I'm teaching business principles. So I might say, you know, what you know, what does your existing business look like right now? And it gives me an idea out of the 25 people, are these people beginners, intermediate, advanced, whatever. Maybe you're a health coach, so you might ask, what is your current health right now? And, and maybe you have some specific areas that you deal with. Maybe you deal with pain. Maybe you deal with pain management. Let's just throw that out. Then you would, you would ask people, well, what kind of pain do you have right now? How bad is the pain? Where does it hurt? Is it your knee or your hip or your heart? You know, what is it? And you, you want to dig into where are people at right now. And then the next question I ask is, you know, when you signed up for this, what were the three biggest things that you're hoping to accomplish in the next 13 weeks? Okay, this is critical because you need to know what you absolutely want to cover in this coaching program. Okay? And then what you can also ask is, um, what I would usually ask is some questions along the lines of what are, you, what are your skills? What are your existing skills? What, if, what are you, what, you know, if you're done, if it's something, let's say it's health coaching and it's pain management, 
then the question might be, what other techniques have you tried for pain? Did they work a little, a lot? Why didn't you like them? You know, why are you looking for another solution? And obviously, that's just one example. There's many, many, many niches out there. It, 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 for your niche, for your coaching program, you may need to get creative about what these questions are going to be. Now, keep in mind, you're asking them, you're asking these questions, you're sending this email out the first time to your first set of, let's say, 25 clients. But if you receive some responses back that indicate that one of the questions you asked was not well asked, so people didn't understand the question, well, it's easy. Go back in and change that email in your follow-up campaign so that six months from now when you run the same coaching program again, you don't have to rewrite the email. You already have the email, but you, it's even a better email because you've adjusted the questions that are being asked. Okay, once I receive all of those emails, I go through those emails and I extract out the, the, the critical information. Okay, and, and for me, the piece that I'm going to extract out, the biggest piece that I'm going to extract out is what the, are the three biggest things that people want to accomplish. And I like to put everybody's on one big sheet of paper. That way I can look at it and I can say, okay, these things kind of lump together. I can do all of this in one lesson. I can do all of this in another lesson. Now keep in mind that when people tell you where they're at, what they've tried, et cetera, et cetera, I don't always write all of that information down, but I allow it to percolate in my mind so that I kind of have a feel for who's on in this coaching program. Where are people coming from in this coaching program? And that way I'm able to target the information. I'm able to target the words that come out of my mouth so that they, so that those words are relevant for the people that are on this particular, in this particular training call. Okay, now, our, our, is obviously everybody's needs are not exactly the same. So it, when you're doing a group coaching program, some of what you teach may not be relevant to everyone. However, if you, if you focus on what everybody said that they wanted to teach on, then some portions of each one of your training will be relevant. Okay? I mean, just think about the training that I'm doing right now. Okay, uh, my guess is that most everything I'm teaching on this particular uh, uh, recording, this particular training, is 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 relevant. Okay, but let's say that 20% of it's not. Okay? And obviously, if let's just say that I'm going to talk a little bit maybe about video, but you're doing something that only requires audio, well, that's not going to be relevant for you. And you're going to listen to it for the five to seven minutes or whatever it is that I teach on it, and then we're going to move to something else that's going to be more relevant for you creates a really efficient method of me being able to get this information out to a, a large number of people without having to sit everybody down and, and, uh, and do and do one-on-one, which is makes it almost impossible to teach more than, you know, 15, 20 people a week if you're doing one-on-one. So when you're doing these group, group coaching programs, there's a little bit of give and take that has to happen, and part of that give and take happens on the, on the client side okay, as they recognize that Hopefully, most of the information that you teach each and every week is going to be relevant for them, but there's going to be some pieces that are not, and that's, that's just part of what happens in a new coaching program. So now I'm going to take this relevant information. I'm going to write it all down on a sheet of paper. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to add in everything else, all the bullet points from the sales page. I said I'm going to teach on this, 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 and this. I'm going to put all of this on a sheet of paper. Now, you can do this on a word processing doc if you want. That normally, when I coach clients on this, that's where I teach them to do it. I do it on a sheet of paper. Okay, I do it on a sheet of paper. I can see it and I can feel it and I can touch it. Then what I do is I go through and I ask myself 
how long is it going to take to teach each one of these concepts. And I'll just write down next to it 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever. Then what I do, once I've determined the amount of time I'm going to spend on each one of these, I try to go through and I put them all in order. What comes first? What comes second? What's the first thing I need to teach out of everything here? What's the second thing? And obviously, you're going to get to some things and you say, well, you know, these three different things should all be third. Okay, fine. You're going to have to arbitrarily make a decision of which one to do third, fourth, and fifth. A lot of times, it just simply doesn't matter what order those types of things are. Unfortunately, people can spend weeks trying to figure out what order to do points number three, four, and five in and, and not take action. And you really want to guard against that in building your coaching program. That if you, you know, if, you, if there's a decision to be made, just make it. If it's the wrong decision, you can always change it for the next time that you teach the material. But the first time that you teach the material, teach it one way, get feedback. If you could have taught it a better way, hey, teach it a better way the next time. That's the beauty of doing something live. If you teach something in a way that's not quite efficient, it's no big deal. It takes you a little bit more time. The clients deal with it. It's fine. They get their results, and you realize that next time around, you can be more efficient in teaching it. Then you go through, once I've outlined, you know, what's the first thing, second thing, third thing, then I'm going to go through and, you know, we put some time mechanisms, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes beside each one. I'm, just, I'm literally going to take a line and just mark it off every time I get to about 40, 45 minutes worth of material, and that's going to be the weekly, that's going to be the weekly material. And now let's just say that you come up with 10 weeks of material, then there's a couple of things you can do. You can you could go back and remark this for say a 35 to 40 minute mark, or you can add in an introductory lesson. You can add in kind of a wrapping up lesson, and you can even maybe have a bonus lesson. Let's say you have 11 planned lessons. When you get to week 12 or 13, you simply ask people back in week 10 or 11. You say, hey, is there anything we've I've taught on that you really would like to learn more about? Because I'm going to teach on those topics I reserved week 12 and 13 for being able to go deeper. What would you like to work on? They'll tell you, and then that's what you'll do in weeks 12 and 13, for example. Okay, so now you have it outlined. Um, one more piece that I like to do, I, I don't like to schedule the time of a coaching program until I've enrolled not necessarily everybody, but some of the people in the coaching program. So say I'm putting 25 people in the coaching program, say 15 people sign up the first few days. I'm going to send an email out that says, hey, you know, I'm putting together the schedule for this. I want to make sure it's a time that works for everybody as much as possible. It is going to be recorded, so if you can't make the time, it's no big deal. But I want it to work for as many people as possible. So please be as flexible as possible and tell me all the times that are available that will work for you. And, and a lot of times people will say, okay, I'm good Monday through Thursday. And then other people will say any day from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. And other people might say, you know, I can do any time Tuesday. And, and you could, I mean, generally with 15 or 20 people, there will usually be some time that will overlap for everybody. Usually that's the case. And you may have one or two people that it just doesn't work for. And obviously once we've set the time, we let them know that everybody else that signs up, that's the time. Obviously, when you're putting together your coaching program, it is your coaching program. So if the only time that you care to do it is Tuesday at 2 o'clock, well, that's the time it's going to be. And I like to, if I'm putting together something with brand new people and it's not recorded, you know, it's something that I'm not plugging into my existing schedule or that 
I'm not being forced in some way to have to do it at a certain time. I'd like to be able to bring the clients into that discussion. I don't think it's necessary, but but uh, if I can if if I can meet even just those first 15 people's needs in a better way by being flexible on scheduling, hey, I'm willing to do that. Okay. Um. So at this point, everybody is enrolled in the program. You've gotten some information about them to to have background information. And keep in mind that background information is really going to influence your very first lesson. It's your very first lesson, if you find that everybody that's in your program or almost everybody is really at the beginner end of things, you're probably going to need to do some introductory material the first or second week. If you find that just about everybody in the program is advanced, then then you're just going to skip the foundational materials, for example. And let's just say another scenario, it's, it's a half-and-half half thing. Uh, you're probably going to need to do the, the beginner material and, and just let the advanced people know that, hey, what we're going to cover today is probably just going to be reviewed for you. I want to get everybody on the same page. But starting next week, we're really going to dig into some, into some good stuff. Okay. Let's, let's kind of go through delivering it if you're doing, if you're writing it all out, if it's going to be PDF delivery. I mean, that's really easy. You're going to sit down on Monday morning at 10 o'clock, for, for example, and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to write this lesson. And you're going to write it. You're going to write the lesson, and when it's done, then you're going to convert it into a PDF. You're going to put it in the autoresponder to send it out. Now, my guess is that most people that are going through this coaching program training, you're going to do audio or video. Like we discussed in structuring coaching, if you're doing video, um, only do video if it's necessary. And I, I believe that that I believe that that's important. Okay. And so what you're going to do, you're going to choose uh, a video conferencing company that works well for you and your needs. I don't believe there's a perfect solution out there. I, I certainly haven't. And I've tried a lot of them. I don't believe that there's a perfect solution for everybody. Um, you know, really depends on how many people you have, what kind of recording options that you want, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And so. You're going to need to do a little bit of due diligence. Unfortunately, I cannot recommend one that just works great for everybody. Okay, you're going to need to do some due diligence. My recommendation would be, you know, you you go to search engine and you and you you search for them, find the popular ones. Okay, and make your decision out of say the top two or three that do the most business. And here's why. Because the more business they do, the more money they've got coming in, the more you're paying for it, the more they're putting into infrastructure in most cases, and the, the, the more chance, the better chance that when you schedule your call, that the video, everything's going to work. The recording's going to work. Everybody's going to be able to log in. Everybody's going to hear. You know, I've really seen people, you know, I've seen people before they go through this process of saying, I'm going to find the cheapest one, I'm going to find a free one, I'm going to find one that just started, and they're doing beta testing. Don't do beta testing for your first coaching program. You know, don't do, don't, don't, don't choose based on the price. Um, choose based on they've got the features that you need and, uh, and, and, and go from there, okay? With audio, exactly the same thing, okay? There's a lot of free teleconferencing services out there without naming names and without saying they're all this way. It generally happens with the free ones. Think about it. Anything that's free has to be monetized somehow. You know, and if you're going to use 25 lines and you get 100 other people that are using 25 lines, they're paying for the lines. And so if they're offering it to you free, they're monetizing it somehow, okay? And, and everyone might be different in how they monetize it. But what's more important to understand is that if it's free, 
that probably don't have the infrastructure to make sure that the lines don't go down, that the recordings happen, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? And so you want to find a teleconferencing service that works that works well for you. Okay? And uh, what I've done is beneath this training, um, I've put a couple of links to teleconferencing services that um, that that I believe that can deliver for you. And we get right back to this thing, you know, the same thing as I just said about video. There's different solutions for different people. Okay, the company that I use works really, really well for me personally, um, based on the number of people that I have on the calls, based on how robust the recording system is, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, again, this is one of those things that you know I don't believe it's possible to have a one size fits all. And as, as, as much as people want that, I don't believe that there is. Okay. But again, on this one, I put a couple of links below this training, um, on the, on the, on the download page there and, and, uh, you know, to kind of give you a starting point for what you might use. Once you purchase your teleconferencing service, again, I'm highly recommending that you don't go with a free service. You don't go with a beta service. You don't go with the cheapest service out there. Go with a real service, and a real service is going to charge a real price. Okay. Once you've done that, what you're going to do is each week when you, you hold your coaching call, you're going to go into the service, and you're going to create a teleconferencing. The teleconference. Um, and each one of them might call it differently. You either create a session or, you know, schedule a telecall or, or, you know, whatever the case is. Once you've done that, then you're going to get access information. You're going to get access information from that teleconferencing service, however they give it to you. So there might be a, a download page. There might be a telephone number that people will call, et cetera, et cetera. And so what you'll do is, You'll use your autoresponder service to send that um, to send that information out to the people that are in your your coaching program. Okay, so moving on, you're sending the clients access, then you're going to hold the teleconference. Now this is going to be different again depending on your service, but most of the services you're going to dial in on your computer or you're going to dial in um, using your telephone, following whatever their instructions are for doing that, and you're going to hold the call. Okay, the way that I like to hold these calls, um, and I've done this through trial and error, and I'll tell you the trial and error part of it first, and that is that what I used to do when I, when I first started coaching via telephone is I would open up the call initially for questions. Any questions for me? You know, any questions, anything I can answer? Do you have any questions for me? And we'd spend, you know, the first 10 or 15, 20 minutes answering people's questions. Now, that's phenomenal service to the coaching clients. The problem is when you send, when you use these lessons in the future to deliver a coaching program, then what happens is those lessons, um, what happens with those lessons is the people are having to listen to the first 10, 15, 20 minutes where it's basically Q&A, okay? And I just believe that that detracts from the long-term coaching experience. So, for example, if you've created these lessons, you want people to be able to get the training material first. So what I do is when I get on, I introduce myself. I find I like to do a quick roll call on those live calls, you know, who's on the call, excellent, very good. Let's go ahead and get started with the training. 
then I'm going to teach from the notes that I created from the outline. I'm going to teach 30, 35, 40, 45 minutes, whatever it takes, to teach the material very similarly to what I'm doing right now. Okay, and then once I have taught the material, then I'm going to open up the call for any questions on the material that I've just taught. If somebody asks me a question about last week's material, when I'm opening the call up for questions on what I have just taught, then what I will do is I will, as gently as possible, I would say, I will get to that. I'll answer that for you. Let me take notes on it. I'll even write the question down. Say, let me get to that as soon as I take everybody's questions on what I've just taught. And believe me, all it takes is to say that one time on one of the coaching calls, and from then on out, people stop asking questions about things that are outside what you've asked them to. Okay, now, I know that that may sound like, you know, hey, they're paying to be on the call. You're absolutely right, but everybody else is paying to be on that call as well. And by keeping the questions organized by topic, it really makes it easier for everybody. Once I've answered all the questions about this week's material, then I'll open the call up and say, are there any questions about anything else you're working on, what you're doing in your business? You know, obviously, if you're doing health coaching or you're doing fitness coaching or you're doing mental coaching or um, hypnosis coaching or whatever the case is, you know, whatever the coaching is that you're doing, then you're going to open it up to whatever um, their particular questions are. Okay. Then once we're done, I end the call. I follow whatever the procedure is with the teleconferencing company for obtaining the recording. Okay. Then I take, then I want to be able to send that recording of the lesson out to the clients. Okay. Now there's a few different ways you can do that. Number one, you can just send the recording right out to the client which is a perfectly fine option, especially if your, your audio or your video teaching completely encapsulates everything that you're giving. Okay? Now, one of the things that I like to do when I'm doing a coaching like that is I like to give a homework assignment. Okay? I also will often give supplementary materials. I mean, if somebody's in my coaching program, I'm teaching on something particular, and I have a tutorial or I have another training that goes into even more detail perhaps than I've taught on the coaching, on that particular coaching call, a lot of times I like to give people access to that as well. And so what happens is I may have, for each week, I may have two or three or four things that I want to be able to give out to people to, to, to have as part of that particular coaching lesson. And so instead of sending an email with three or four or five different links, what I like to do is put everything in one big, one PDF. It's one big PDF. It may only be one page. And the way to do that, obviously, is to use a word processing document, insert the link where they can access the recording, and then you may spell out what the homework assignment is since we're using some digital text anyhow. Okay, and then I can have a link to anything else I want people to read. So maybe it's a blog post or listen to it or whatever. Maybe it's another recording. Maybe it's a teaching. Maybe it's a link um, to, to a service. Okay, and I want them to be able to click and either purchase the service or take a look at the service or anything. I want to be able to put it all encapsulated right there in a PDF. Then I use, I convert it to a PDF, and then I send that PDF out using the autoresponder to everybody that's in the coaching program. Again, I like to use the follow-up method. And the reason for that is so that in the future, six months from now, I could plug somebody into the program, and they are going to get the same 13 PDF lesson or the same 13 PDFs that contain the recorded training material and contain all of the other links. So somebody six months down the road can get 
the exact same information. Okay, so obviously if we're doing a live call like that, we are doing the Q&A, the interactive piece is live on that call. Because it's live on that call, you do not need to, in my opinion, you do not need to offer any additional way for people to have interaction. However, when I was actively holding those coaching calls, I liked to include email access in my coaching program. And the, the two reasons for that. Number one, people like it. And if people like it, then, you know, maybe they'll pay more for the coaching. You know, maybe a higher percentage of people will sign up. And I haven't done any split testing on it, so I can't tell you that across the board. But I believe people like being able to have that email access. Now, having said that, somebody sends me an email, say I'm doing the call on Tuesday. And uh, somebody sends me an email and they need help with something on Wednesday or Thursday, I'm probably going to help them with it via email. If it's something that I'm going to teach next week anyway, I'm still probably going to say, look, we're going to teach that next week. Is it okay if you just wait till next week? And everybody says yes. Almost everybody says yes, of course. If somebody writes me an email on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday and they need help with something, what I'm normally going to do there is say, hey, are you going to be live on the call tomorrow on Tuesday? And if so, then I'd love to just answer that question for you there. Okay? And so what happens is you've got a scenario. You're building you're building an environment where people feel like the really the appropriate place for them to ask you questions is on the live call. They can use email if they choose, but the appropriate place to ask questions is on the live call. Okay. Um, obviously, if you're if you're selling the recorded version of your coaching program, so we're talking about the live version, well, six months down the road, you say, hey, I'm going to roll another 25 people, but I'm not going to teach these lessons live again. My client, the, the new clients are all going to get the recorded lessons. Then you need to build in some more interaction. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One, obviously, is the email. Okay, and you can use email or blog posts or forums or, you know, whatever the case is. However you want to do it, you can use instant chat, whatever. What I found worked really, really well when I was actively running coaching programs, what I found worked really, really well was to hold a weekly Q&A type call, okay, where people could get on and ask any questions that they have from the coaching that they're in, okay. What this allows you to do is it allows you, in theory, you could, you could enroll, instead of enrolling 25 people all on the same week, and everybody has to go through it at the same time. You could enroll just people in your, your funnel as they come in, on day 10 or day 20 or whatever, you present them with the opportunity. So just as they come into your funnel, as they want to get into your coaching program and they buy maybe two people join every week, then each week they're going to get whatever lesson that, that they're supposed to get based on how long they've been in the program. But then they will be able to come on a telephone call with you or a video with you, depending on what you're doing, and ask you questions. They'll each be at different places in your coaching program, but you'll be able to help them all at one time. The advantage to doing that, obviously, is that you don't have to make people wait until the next time you're going to offer your coaching because you're always offering your coaching. You could enroll a new person every single day. You plug them into the automated campaign, and then they just join you for that Q&A. This also allows you to do is run several different coaching programs. So as long as we're not talking about four different niches here, as long as we're just talking about different areas or, you know, a beginner and advanced or different areas within your niche, you can enroll people in multiple coaching programs and still have everybody coming to the same Q&A call. 
Okay, and the way that I run that call is obviously everybody has the material. I will get on the beginning of the call, um, would like to do a quick roll call, see who's on the call, ask people about their progress. Do you have any questions? What are your questions? And then I teach on that material. Now, the reason I like to do a roll call at the very beginning is because if I know that there's very specific people on the call that have very specific needs, after a while, I mean, you really get to know where people are at. And so when one person asks a question, I can answer that question so that it answers the question for that person. But in answering the question, I can also help build other people up. I can make sure that the material is targeted for more than just that one individual. And obviously, if it's something very, very specific, then I'll teach on it. I'll teach to that one particular individual. And what will happen over time is that people that have not necessarily asked questions will learn from the responses that I have for with those other individuals. Okay, now, obviously, in the teaching where I, that I gave you in terms of that I talked about structuring coaching, we went into a lot of different ways that we can do this interaction. You know, you could do one-on-one, -on -one, you could do instant chat, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because, you know, I, I don't believe that, except for some individuals, I don't know that those are necessarily the best ways to, to deliver coaching. And, um, you know, I, I didn't use instant chat when I delivered coaching. Um, you know, I primarily used email and the group coaching. One word on one-on-one, -on -one, I may have touched on this in the structure, in the kind of the structure coaching teaching, but one word on one-on-one. One-on-one coaching is great. Um, it, it really is. It, it's great. It, it is great for the person who doesn't really want to deal with groups. Okay. It is great for somebody that says, you know what, I'd like to have 15, 20 clients, work with each one of them for an hour a week, spend 10 hours doing marketing, and that's going to be my week. Okay? And for those, for those individuals, that's great. The, the constraint with one-on-one -on -one coaching, there's several constraints with one-on-one -on -one coaching. Number one, your income limited by how much you charge per hour, period. And if, you have, if you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching and you know, you're, you're getting paid some amount per hour, your income is constrained by how much you charge per hour. Okay, whereas if we contrast that to group coaching, your income is only constrained by how many people that you're able to handle on a call at one time. Okay? So if you have 25 people, you could charge a lower rate per person and still make a lot more money than you could up a lot. I mean, it, you know, depending on how you structure it, you could make significantly more with the group coaching. Okay, let's compare the two. Okay, and I'll tell you how I came up with what I'm getting ready to share with you. And, and unfortunately, most people that I share this with, if they haven't been through the one-on-one -on -one experience doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with multiple clients, it's hard for them to believe what I'm getting ready to share. So I'm going to try to give you the background on it and, 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 and help make it more clear. And so one of the things that I did when I was, when I was growing my coaching is that if somebody wanted one-on-one -on -one coaching and they were willing to pay the higher price for it, I sold them one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's fine with me. Okay? If they didn't want to pay a higher price for it or they were comfortable with group coaching, then I sold them the group coaching and I put them in whichever program that they wanted. Okay? So they could either do the material in one-on-one -on -one coaching or they could do the material in a group setting. And so what I found was that over time, if I work with somebody, say they bought one-on-one -on -one coaching an hour a week for 13 weeks, you know, the first session I'd normally say, okay, what do we want to work on? What are the things that you're struggling with? And kind of write it all out. 
and it's hard to see this with the very first client, but after you work with 10, 15, 20 clients, as long as they're all the same niche, if you compare your outlines for 10 clients, for 15 clients, for 20 clients, you will find there's an incredible amount of overlap, okay? Meaning that, you know, people come to you with specific problems. They say, oh, I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that. But in order for you to solve those problems, you normally have to go through some things that are standard for you in your niche. They're standard for you in your coaching. Maybe you call them foundational things. Maybe they're method things for you. And so what happens is you find that 80 to 90% of everything that you teach in your one-on-one coaching is the same thing for every single client. And it took me, I don't know, 10, 15, maybe 20 clients one-on-one before I really began to see that. And I found myself talking to a brand-new client saying the same words that I had said to somebody else an hour ago, the same words that I'd said to somebody else the week before. And I started thinking, is there not a more efficient way to do this? And the question becomes, if this is true, can you obviously have to evaluate it for yourself. If you don't believe me at this time, it's okay. Go ahead, get one-on-one coaching, coach 10, 15, 20 clients, and when you begin to see this, then you can make the change. The question is, what if I were to deliver the 80, 85, 90% of the material that's the same for everybody, if I were to deliver that in a group method and then use one-on-one coaching to, to do the other custom part? And so that's what I began to do was offer uh, group coaching with uh, well, one-on-one coaching that the bulk of the material was delivered through training recording, but then we would get on the phone to evaluate the the other percentage. Okay. Now, what happens there is because you're not teaching on that group, on that one-on-one call, you know, people are asking 10, 15 minutes worth of questions and then, you know, we're done. Well, the problem with that is if, if people have purchased, let's say, 13 hours worth of time, but instead of taking an hour to, instead of someone needing an hour each week, they only need 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. Then, you know, if they've purchased an hourly amount of time, you're not really able to deliver that, certainly not in a 13-week period of time. So the next question is, what if we were to take each of those individuals and put them on a small group call where everybody that had the individual questions from, from the material that had been prepared for them in the group setting, what if we were able to answer those questions in a group environment? Okay, now, if you see where we've gone with this, we've gone full circle. Now we have instruction that's given to everybody and then we have a group Q&A call on a weekly basis that allows people to answer, ask the questions or for you to teach people the individualized material, okay? So, you know, what, what, what I normally would say to somebody if they're just beginning their coaching practice and they're willing to do one-on-one, I say, hey, bring people into a one-on-one environment. You'll make more money as a result of doing that. That's generally what the clients would like to have in the first place anyway is the one-on-one coaching. But when you get to the place where you can no longer take the time to add additional one-on-one coaching clients, then you begin to really focus on selling group coaching, being able to bring more people in and put them into the group coaching program and use the logic that I've just given you that I worked through in my own mind to allow you to fashion your group coaching program so that it gives people the exact same benefit of the one-on-one coaching, but it's done in a group coaching environment. Okay, 
obviously at this point I have given you the steps to deliver certainly basically the exact same coaching program that I delivered when I actively delivered coaching and simply by kind of mix and matching some of the other elements. So maybe you need to plug in video, then you plug in video. Maybe you're going to do um, the, the one piece that, looking at my notes here, the one piece that I haven't covered is the accountability. So let's go ahead and plug that in. We'll plug accountability in. The way that I used to do it is I'd have daily accountability. People would send an email at the end of the day telling me what they had accomplished. And I would read those emails, okay? And what I would not do is respond to every single email just because they sent it. But if I saw that they were lagging behind or if they were, you know, having some great success with something, then I would respond to the email and either give them a pat on the back via email or I would send them an email that says, hey, it looks like you're you're not accomplishing your targets. What can we do to, to fix that, et cetera, et cetera? What I have seen people do is weekly accountability and even monthly accountability. Um, once again, this is, a, this, is, this is something where your clients are responsible for sending you an update of what they have or have not accomplished. Now, my feeling on this, I'm, I, when somebody signs up I'm, in, in my coaching program, my personal opinion is that I'm, I'm not going to chase them to make those accountability emails. It, obviously, if somebody's not doing it at all and it's impacting their performance, I'm going to send them an email or on the phone and I might say, you know, if, you know, what's going on with those accountability emails? Could you see if you were writing those emails, could you see yourself being more productive? And most of the time they'll say yes. And then I'll just ask them what's holding you back from sending out those accountability emails. What's holding you back from sending those accountability emails? They have to want to. They have to want to send those accountability emails. They have to want to send to do a word processing document or a PDF or a spreadsheet. They have to want to. Okay? If somebody just doesn't do it, I'm not going to make them do it. Okay? Now, you know, there, there could be, you know, differing opinions on this from a perspective of, you know, you're their coach. They're paying you for these things to occur. And I, and I think that you have to ask yourself, am I create, going to create a coaching program where I'm going to require people to do all of these certain things or I'm going to fire them as clients, okay? Or am I going to give them some flexibility and allow them to be responsible for their own success? What I have come up with personally for me, I'm not saying this is right for you, but I've come up with personally for me, okay, is that, I'm available, um, but I'm not going to force them to do their part. And I'm probably not going to fire somebody for not doing their part. I'm going to continue to deliver my end. Okay, now, now keep in mind that in your coaching program, unlike just a training program that someone would buy, you know, a set of MP3s, compliance tends to be a little bit higher partly because of the fact they're paying more, okay? So let's throw some numbers around. And we just throw numbers out of a hat. They could be any numbers, but let's compare. You have individual A buys a $97 training program. You know, it's maybe it's chump change to this individual. Maybe that's just, you know, a pair of shoes, whatever the case is. Then they might not put as much effort into implementing the material as if or then 
if they had paid $5,000 for a training material that went over the course of 13 weeks. The person that's more financially invested tends to put more into the program. And so, you know, kind of one final thought on this, if you're having a very difficult time with compliance, you know, you might want to ask yourself, is this coaching program appropriately priced? Okay, because if you have a coaching program that's priced so low that people can basically skip the lessons and feel like they're not missing out on anything financially, it's probably priced too low. Coaching really should have a price on it that allows people to make necessarily a sacrifice, but make, allows them to make a purchase that says to them mentally, I, I, I must implement what is in this coaching program because of the fact that I am financially invested in this program. Okay, so let's wrap up. The delivery, you, you know, you, you, you're going to have to make a decision, um, the structure that you're going to follow. And, of course, I gave that to you in the earlier teaching. Once you've done that, you're simply going to go through the process of getting it out to them. And in, in my opinion, it's, it's logical. You're going to create an autoresponder list so you can communicate. You're going to send out an email that says, hey, what are the big things we want to cover? You're going to create an outline based on that. You're going to do your weekly or, you know, whatever, you know, what, however you structure your coaching, weekly, every 10 days, whatever. You're going to do your lessons based on what you put in the outline. You're going to give people an, an opportunity to ask questions. You're going to send out the training material. You're going to give them an ability to answer or to, to you know, to bounce questions back and forth to you. You're going to respond to those. Um, you're going to hold them accountable in some reasonable fashion without forcing them to do the work because it is their responsibility to do the work. And you're going to automate everything so that you can re-deliver in an automated fashion to future to future clients.